the world of Islam, culture, religion, and politics. to the podcast. My name is Amin Tais. We had previously seen that the Umayyads were able to a large extent to get the Arab Empire under their control. But descent was not completely gone. Some eastern parts of the empire were particularly hostile to Umayyad rule. In some ways, Shi'ite sympathies found open ears in Iranian lands, given that the Iranians had seen their empire crumble and their prominence in the area severely reduced. Ultimately, a movement that fermented in the eastern lands of the empire will be able to overthrow the Umayyads in 750. This movement carried the banner of bringing the family of the Prophet back to power. This was done in a vague enough way to garner large support among Shi'ite populations, most of which had in mind something specific, which is the rule of the direct descendants of Ali and Fatima as the rightful inheritors of Muhammad's legacy. However, those who came to take power claimed descendants from Muhammad's uncle, Al-Abbas. Thus, the new ruling dynasty would be known as Al-Abbasiyun, the Abbasids. Once in power, the new rulers turned against and persecuted the Shiites that had now become perceived as a political threat. An important element in the evolving situation is the issue of political organization of the empire under the new rulers. We will go back to that issue in an upcoming episode. Here, I would like to highlight that one option had become off the table for the Abbasids quickly enough. And this was the Shiite conception of leadership being the prerogative of the Imam, the descendant of Ali and Fatima. Even before the events of the Abbasid revolution, Shiism had started to develop in particular directions. The savage end to Hussein's life that we had discussed in a previous episode led to the beginning of the growth of a quietist attitude. This attitude would slowly become dominant the articulation of a more quietist attitude will begin to take form with the one that most Shiites would come to view as the fifth Imam. Imam means leader. It has been used by Muslims in both political and religious contexts. But in the Shiite context, Imam with a capital I in English means the one perceived as the rightful inheritor of Muhammad's legacy and a descendant of Ali and Muhammad's daughter Fatima. 
So, Muhammad al-Baqir, who dies in 733, would come to be seen by most Shiites as the fifth Imam. It was he and later his brilliant son, Ja'far al-Sadiq, who dies in 765, who would develop the role of the Imam as less political and more religious, preferring then a quietist perspective. It is also around this time that developed within Shi'ism the notion of taqiyya, the simulation or concealment, where Shi'ites who are fearful for their lives within a hostile environment were allowed to hide their Shi'ite leanings to protect themselves. Ultimately, with time, the Imams would not be seen as normal religious leaders. They become infallible and God-inspired individuals that keep alive the contact with the divine and that provide authoritative interpretations of the Quran. The Imams will even come to play cosmic roles in Shiite cosmology. It is important here to note that not all Shiites followed Muhammad al-Baqir and his quietest line. A group of Shiites viewed Muhammad al-Baqir's brother, Zayd ibn Ali, as the rightful Imam. For them, the Imam is the one who keeps alive the fight against the forces of injustice. Therefore, the militant Zayd was to be followed. The partisans of Zayd would be known as a Zaydiya, the Zaydis, a Shiite community that exists until today, particularly in Yemen. They are sometimes also called the Fivers, given that they split with the rest of the Shia by rejecting the status of the fifth Imam Muhammad al-Baqir. A second important split within Shi'ism will occur after the death of the sixth Imam that I mentioned earlier, Ja'far al-Sadiq, and who died in 765. Reportedly, Ja'far had designated his son Ismail as the next Imam, but Ismail passed away before his father in 755. Ja'far then chose his son Musa al-Kadhim as the next Imam. After the death of Ja'far al-Sadiq, some Shiites maintained that Ismail had not died, but was hidden to be protected from the hostile political authorities. Others claimed that the line of the Imamates continued within Ismail's descendants. In both these cases, we have groups of Shiites who, for some reason or another, chose to couch their choices straightforwardly in a religious idiom. The result is that another split occurs in Shiism. The partisan of Ismail came to be known as Al-Ismailiyah, or Ismailiyun, the Ismailis. They are also known as the Seveners because they differed with others over the seventh Imam. 
the Shiites who chose to follow Musa al-Kadhim would continue the line of the Imams up to the 12th Imam, Muhammad al-Mahdi, who is said to have been first hidden as a child from the Abbasids, then to have gone into hiding in 874, only communicating to his followers through ambassadors called Safir or Bab, and he finally was gone in 941 into Al-Ghayba Al-Kubra, or major occultation, in which he would remain until the end times, when he would come back as the Mahdi, the guided one, to bring justice to earth before the end of this world and the start of the Day of Judgment. We will come across the Shiite groups that we mentioned today, as well as others, in future episodes. Thank you for listening. Assalamu alaikum. Thank you.